0: To Still Buffering, A Cross-Generational Guide to the Culture That Made Us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy.
1: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
2: Uh, first of all, happy birthday, Riley! Woohoo! Happy birthday! Yay! Happy birthday. What birthday is it?
0: I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it's a Taylor Swift birthday. It's only
0: significant because of Taylor Swift. It's not a significant
2: age. I knew what it was, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to share some Taylor Swift lyrics with I, everyone.
0: I appreciate it, especially because did everyone did everyone see the good news, The good fortune
1: mm. of what she's what? she's doing, again she's doing an, an album again, right? She's doing oh. an album again. Yep.
2: Now is this a is this a like another redo of an old album or is this a new this album? Is
0: brand new. Oh. There's That'd not exciting. been a brand new one since Evermore, which was December of 2020, so two years ago, and it comes out on October 21st.
2: Oh,
0: wow. Um, it's called Maybe, Midnight.
2: Ooh. Maybe that'll be what Charlie starts listening to to get ready in the morning to replace. Um, right now, she's rotating between Crocodile Rock by Aunt John and Don't Worry, Be Happy.
0: <laughs> well, those are good. So I'll, I'll be honest, based on the description of the album that Taylor bleached just when announcing it, it does not look like one that Charlie will want to listen to while getting ready. Oh, um, it's basically, she described it as 13 tracks that, you know, she wrote in the middle of the night about all the things that keep you awake and you're thinking about. And yeah,
1: wait a second. So she's, she, it's called Midnights. It's got 13 tracks. She's releasing it in October. and it's all spooky. Is this her Halloween album? Taylor Swift did yeah. a Halloween album, is what you're telling yeah. me.
0: <laughs> there's. Can I tell you the theory? Because there's always a theory. Of course. And it's course. my birthday, so you have to let me. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. okay. When she released Lover, there was a because Lover was like all about her, you know, new relationship and how happy she is and in love she is and like the theme colors were pink and purple and pastels and stuff. Um, there was a theory that she was writing songs that were like kind of teased that people thought that she might add on to that new album before it came out Um, and we're saying it would be like the blue side of it Uh, and the last song in the album is called Daylight and the album was going to be called Daylight and then it was Lover so people think that Midnight's is maybe like the opposite side of Lover instead Mm. of Daylight it's Midnight's so so that's the theory huh that's the the theory oh wait Mm. I'm hold on
2: alright Riley's having to go get hello. Not, oh she's oh. taking a phone call uh,
1: they probably called her riley has oh, a birthday oh. surprise that sydney sent to be delivered in the middle of the recording
2: okay in my defense i, I, think it's I a this bit. was the it's not a bit it really isn't we're that's gonna, that's gonna see, wait and see what it is hey i'm worried there's too much buildup it's just some like yummy sweet birthday treats because well, nice. like normally Justin would bake something right for Riley's birthday, and felt like he loves to bake, and so that's that is his love language. Here's some things I made for you, but we couldn't bake anything, so we sent yummy treats. And the only time we could have them delivered today was in this recording window because she she's gone the rest of the day.
1: Well, I mean no, I think it's 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 very kind that you did. I just that, you know, there is a lot of build up now. I I was expecting I like a singing telegram or. Taylor Swift with a bottle of champagne. I don't know.
2: If I could have sent Taylor Swift to <laughs> to Riley's apartment, I would have done that. No. Um, speaking of that, uh, briefly, I did want to mention, and Riley doesn't have to be here to mention this. Did you notice how many listeners, thank you for telling us this, how many people informed us that uh, sherbet punch is something that happens everywhere? Yes.
1: Yes. I'm not, I, I, I'm not surprised by that. I, I, I expected that.
2: Well, I really appreciated that, though, because I didn't know – sometimes – so West Virginia isn't Southern, but, like, sometimes Southern stuff creeps up here, you know? Like, there are some things about our food culture and language that is kind of Southern, and so I didn't know if it was a Southern thing.
1: Uh, No, that's fair.
2: So, I don't know. But but people all over the country drink sherbet punch. Now, I don't – I did not get any emails, as far as I could tell, or tweets from people outside of the U.S., so there wow. still stands that question, like, do people outside of the U.S. make sherbet punch commonly? I, they they probably the, have, the like, American a delicacy? different name for it. Maybe. What do they call it?
1: I don't know. The B- British people have all sorts of, like, weird, cute names for things. So, <laughs> uh, um, Sherby sh- Sherby Swirl.
0: <laughs> so, so Sydney did a bit.
1: Sydney did do a bit.
0: Sydney did a bit. What'd you get? um, So, I was planning on being surprised and bringing it in and like having a moment um, when I sat down to record again. But the guy who called me to tell me that my DoorDash was here said, You better hurry up. It's ice cream and it's (laughs) hot out here. Well, you love ice (laughs) cream. Okay. I'm coming. And he handed me the bags and he said, I didn't want to leave that place. It smelled so good in there. I got to go back there. Oh, nice. Well, there um, is nothing there are that, many bags though. There is nothing that Justin McElroy
2: likes more than in a place he's not familiar with finding what sort of sweet, delicious, desserty treats they have. So Is that just um, a
1: box of cones?
0: <laughs> there were three bags and this one's just a box of sugar cones. Oops, all cones. <laughs> Or waffle cones. You better have some friends over. I was gonna say there's like a dozen in here.
1: Did Did you send an ice cream party? Is that what you sent? <laughs> I Do
0: sent I need to put this party? in the freezer? Yeah, you should put that in friends. the freezer.
2: I should have I should have sent some party goers. Wow.
0: I need Charlie to help me with all this ice cream.
2: As Charlie will tell you, uh, there's too much dairy in that for me. <laughs> it makes me it makes me regurgitate a little bit.
0: I need the sherbet. <laughs> what? Oh my god, this bag smells so good. It's also a nice little reusable like freezer bag. Yeah, that's, that's really, really cute. cute. Um do do I wanna do you wanna know what I got?
1: I wanna hear all about it. I'm gonna live okay. vicariously through your ice cream.
0: Um well but would it have too much dairy in it? <laughs> for
1: me, absolutely. This is my only way of enjoying it.
0: Well, I would not send the same treats to you, Tay.
1: No, you, you all have done this to me in the past, but I, I mean, mm. that, that Christmas that I, I couldn't come home because of COVID, you just sent like 12 pints of <laughs> vegan ice cream <laughs> to my house. Yeah. It was a depressing hey, time, dairy ice cream. Oh, well, I can um, eat that one. You save that for when I visit.
0: So I've got six six pints of ice cream. <laughs> I've got buttercream birthday cake, that sounds delicious, dairy-free Texas sheet cake, brown butter almond brittle, Mm. and then in this bag, I've got wild berry lavender, coffee with cream and sugar, and brambleberry crisp.
1: Brambleberry?
0: Brambleberry.
1: Brambleberry. I love brambleberry. What's the brand?
0: Jenny's. Oh,
1: Jenny's is good.
0: Yeah, Jenny's oh is good. I've had, I think you've, have you DoorDashed this before at home, maybe? Because I gotten, don't think it's sold at home, is it? Mm-hmm.
2: Actually, at the oh. Wild Ramp, they sell some Jenny's. So okay. you may have gotten it there. There's my plug for the local.
1: <laughs> we are not sponsored local, by Jenny's.
2: <laughs> no, Market. Sponsored. No, we're not sponsored by Jenny's or the Wild Ramp. But that is a great place. If you're in Huntington, it's just here. It's like a local place you have to go, and they have like produce from local growers and all kinds of jarred and canned things.
0: Let me, uh, Jenny's. Let, me these, let me put these in my freezer real quick. I don't want to be recording and look down and have a puddle of ice cream at my feet. No, that would be, be very, very sad. sad. That would be so depressing. You,
1: you put, those, put those away safely.
2: I really like uh, sometimes dairy-free ice cream. There was that one um, brand that we got for a while that we kept ordering from, and the best one they made was dairy-free.
1: I think that you sent me Oddfellows, uh, the assortment that... Uh, of the vegan stuff mm-hmm. which is I don't think Oddfellows is all vegan they just have a really good vegan selection um, but yeah the, I like I mean because especially when it's made with like coconut milk it just adds a whole other like coconut texture and flavor yeah it's really yeah. really good
2: yeah. I think so too I, I have I will say that I have some of the best ice creams I've had were vegan so I don't think you're missing out there
1: I I don't either
0: <laughs> just gonna keep <laughs> this box full of cones just right right here with me (laughs) just in case you need them during our recording just in case i need a little something to crunch on happy birthday thank you sid this is great i was just thinking last night i was like you know what i was up late reading of course so i was like it's almost midnight it's almost my birthday i should have a treat and i looked at my freezer and i didn't have a treat i mean i had hot pockets but i wanted like a sweet treat just put Mm -hmm. a candle
1: in a hot pocket (laughs) put it out with your tears (laughs)
0: That's not sad or anything. No. It's not sad. (laughs) (laughs) But now I have treats.
1: Well,
2: I'm glad you have treats. I was thinking about, you said Taylor Swift is making an album of things that keep her up at night. Things she thinks Mm -hmm. about when she can't fall asleep at night. Vampires. I can't even imagine how bad an album would be if I made it about things that keep me up at night. It would be like... That's a pretty
0: loaded comment,
2: Sid. No, well, I was
0: thinking There's about a lot I to unpack like, there. <laughs> I,
2: well, I thought about that, and I was like, what keeps me up at night? And, when, and, it, and it would be literally like, There was that one time in fifth grade during the Christmas show When I missed my cue, and the music teacher stopped the show And called me out in front of everyone, and I was so embarrassed And I think about
1: it to this day That would be my album. That sounded pretty good to me. Yeah, that's you know relatable. I you might need to re- rework the, the the lyrics a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's pretty good though. Yeah, I thought th- normal. <laughs> good. I, I thought when we what keeps you up at night, it was going to be all like a like a a, a, a ghoul based uh, album. Is I, I was assuming.
2: It's no, monsters. it would be stuff like <laughs> I haven't been to the dentist. I hope my teeth aren't rotting out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you wanna just keep going on this set? It seems Aww. like you have a lot that's kinda coming out. Wow, this is
2: this is Candle Nights this year. It's gonna be a whole parody album about what keeps us up at night and it's just
0: anxiety. Oh I don't want to <laughs> sing about that.
2: Oh <laughs> um, Taylor's except, will be
0: about monsters though. That's fine. Now now anymore I wake up with court cases in my head and the Mm -hmm. facts of them and the parties just to try to remember in case i get cold called which did happen to me monday the morning after taylor swift announced her album and said you know stay up until midnight and i'll tell you what my album's gonna be so i stayed up until midnight and then i was distracted and i didn't get good sleep and then i got cold called on in class at 9 a.m how'd it go um not great it seems like law school professors like asking trick questions that there is no right answer to. And then you're left in a room of 120 people. That's, that's what keeps me up at night trying to answer questions that don't have an answer in front of 120 people.
2: I'm sorry. It's uh, that does not sound too dissimilar for med school, frankly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I figure if I'm constantly worried about me getting called on, everyone else is constantly worried about Mm -hmm. them getting called on yeah and they're probably always thinking about the wrong answer they gave so it's no one's thinking about me it's fine yeah you're learning um anyways speaking you know of what things else things that keeps, keep us up, keeps at, me night. up at night <laughs> <laughs> spooky movies Ooh. Um, um go ahead
2: what are we our, what did we watch this week
0: we watched scream but scream that came out this year 2022 Yes. Um, also just called Scream. But it seems like since Taylor Swift is ushering in the fall era now, um, it's allowed to watch spooky movies. Well,
1: and I think we're recording this on the first official day of the um, the pumpkin latte, too, correct? <laughs> the,
0: the pumpkin cream cold brew came out today on my birthday, I and I haven't gotten one, <laughs> but I'm getting one tomorrow. Is that at Starbucks? hmm Because they
2: have something like that at Dunkin', mm-hmm. and I would not recommend
1: well i think i think the starbucks launch was today which i don't know something about a a pumpkin spice latte being a virgo makes sense to me i can't explain (laughs) that
0: (laughs) you know i really think it's the pumpkin cream cold brew they made because it's it's got just the black coffee like the cold brew but then just that little bit of like hmm, just a little bit of something something sweet not serious on the top (laughs) But the rest is, once you drink, you know, the first third of it, the rest is just going to be black coffee. <laughs> are you, right com- for are you comparing season. this to yourself? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It seems right for Virgo season. <laughs> like you get a little bit that's like, oh, that's a tasty, sweet treat that I'm going to let myself enjoy. And then the rest is like, hmm, black coffee. <laughs> um, sophisticated
1: and structured. Just a little bit of cream on
0: top. <laughs> it's really good, though. You uh, should get the one from Starbucks. Anyways, I we're should. talking I should. Scream. Yes.
2: Yeah, I, can I say, so I hadn't seen the new Scream movie until you uh, you assigned it. And mm-hmm. so the first opportunity I had to watch it was after the girls left for school and before I went into Harmony House. I watched it like first thing in the morning.
1: It's a great time it to was, watch like, a how I movie. start.
2: It's an interesting <laughs> it was. It was like literally 7.45 a.m. and I was starting Scream. It... It was a weird way to start a day. Like, it yeah. left me, like, driving in my car, sort of, like, dissociating, like, what is it all about? I don't know. <laughs> this is, a, it, like, it was, like, a rainy, great, I don't know. It, anyway. Good movie. I would not advise watching horror movies at, you know, 8
0: a.m. <laughs> yeah. Um. My, my question for you all, and perhaps the, the thesis for this episode is Scream's always been meta I mm-hmm. mean like from the first Scream movie They were talking about the rules of scary movies And all that So it's always been a meta scary movie But this one is like Ultra, ultra meta Like breaking the fourth wall Essentially Talking about why they made this movie And the thoughts that went into making this movie Because um, mm-hmm. they call it what A legacy sequel a, Is that re- right? Requel It's a requel, requel right? because it's like the the people that are either family members or or know or related to um people from the original well they call stab movie like case are the ones that are getting killed in this movie Mm -hmm. um and they talk about you know introducing the new characters and getting rid of the old ones and making a reboot that has old themes but brings in new stuff and um so i guess my question is do you all think? Scream has finally gone too far. <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think there is a too
2: far. Is my I don't know. Taylor, you may disagree with me. I don't I don't think there is a too far because it is meta. It is supposed to be a little bit like winky, tongue in cheek. Like that's part of it. Um, but there, it's also like I didn't know. I I didn't figure it out towards the end. Uh, or until towards the end. Like, I didn't know the whole movie who did it. I had thoughts and I had suspicions, but I hadn't figured it all out. And mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was suspenseful and I thought it was clever. And there were some really good performances. And they brought back some of the favorites. So, like, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, is it is it a little ridiculous? Maybe. But is it, like, is that the whole spirit of the arrangement? That's kind of my feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I I kind of have to, because I'll be honest, I saw this when it first came out in theaters, and I don't want to say I was disappointed, I just, I kind of was expecting to, like, enjoy it as much as the original, but what I, I I recently rewatched all of them, and the thing is, there's a big difference between the first Scream movie and the subsequent Scream movies, they really leaned into the meta and the sort of parody of themselves more. And they kind of... Mm-hmm. Th- the, the original one, I think you have to kind of remove from the equation because I don't think anything can come close to that. It was mm-hmm. a comp- complete reset of how we looked at horror movies. And it, it's okay that that will always be better than I think any Scream movie to come. But if you... Yeah. I mean, I think this falls perfectly in line. I mean, like, what? The, is it the third one or the... The third one where they're shooting the movie... And mm-hmm. like they're in sets that are replica sets, so a set within a set fighting, you know, and it's like and it's her yeah. her long lost brother. <laughs> like it's such a ridiculous yeah. plot line. And I think this yeah, this is just it's more of the same, just with a little bit of a fresh coat of paint and some really, really talented, engaging younger actors.
2: Yeah. 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 I was impressed with the performances and I don't know. I mean, we're we're going to spoil this, yes. I guess, right? Like we're going to spoil this, so let's just put that out there right now. I mean,
0: it's not brand new. It's been out for it's, a while. It's been out for what? Like 4 or 5 months now? Yeah. Maybe longer. So um I thought So you can stop listening now if you want to go watch it first.
2: Yeah, cuz we are definitely going to spoil it. Um I don't know what they're planning on doing next. Like if this is the a next like if we've reset the franchise and we're going to carry on with these characters, the ones that are left. <laughs> Um, I don't know if that's the thought but if that is the way that they've set up the main character who turns out to be Billy Loomis's daughter mm-hmm. to be like she saves the day but it's it seems like towards the end of the film her having to like you know kill the killer has unlocked some sort of thing in her and unleashed some sort of badness or something mm-hmm. like the Billy Loomis within her. i I feel like they sort of hint at that and that maybe she's gonna flip. I, I feel like they they're doing something really fascinating like I'm I'm excited about it
1: it it was a weird message I mean also just like the weird presence of like the ghost of Billy Loomis <laughs> like that was very Steve is there. <laughs> I mean,
0: that was definitely like cgi to make him look the same age he was in the first movie, right yeah. Cause it was looking weird at times where I was like, yeah, he's not just ghost this is like weird younger ghost now well, I, I mean mm.
1: don't get me wrong he looks good for his age like that's a very handsome actor but they definitely definitely did some. It
0: was still like what almost 30 years yeah. ago
1: but I because if the idea is is she had to sort of like let loose her inner Billy Loomis to finally win and he kind of stands there in the corner like nodding like that's right mm-hmm. murder that boy <laughs> yeah yeah oh it was the dude yeah uh yeah. so i don't i don't know what that's trying to say but i do think like they're gonna uh, if they just drop that storyline and then just move on with another random killer i i feel like that will be less rewarding than if they somehow work with that
2: yeah Did, didn't they didn't you get like a dexter dark passenger vibe at the end there like like there's something in her that's finally about to i don't
0: 100%. know 100 yeah. because um, i feel she, like even for when she finds out I think maybe if I had found out that my dad was really someone who was a serial killer, like, I maybe would have been a little bit more upset about that. (laughs) She was, like, she was upset, but then also pretty quickly was, like, talking back to these visions of Billy Loomis she was having.
2: Well, and that's... I don't know. I don't know, too, if, like... it. I don't know what to say about that from is it problematic standpoint you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. is she hallucinating and we are supposed to believe that this is a psychosis and that she needs more effective treatment for mental illness or is this supposed to be not an actual mental illness as much as like supernatural the ghost of her dead father talking to you know what i mean like i don't know Sometimes movies play fast and loose with that, and it makes you a little like I don't know what are you <laughs> yeah. What are you doing here?
0: I guess I hadn't really thought about the realistic like logistics of that because with Scream, I just you never take it like seriously, right? So you never know what they're doing for the people that are watching because so much of it is service to people that are watching because they're aware that they're making a movie, um, or actually happening. I don't know. I always have a hard time taking anything too seriously. Although I do want to talk about the one thing or scream movie that has ever made me cry. Do you all do you all know what oh, is I, the, the death in this I, movie oh, you, that yeah. made me cry?
1: I mean, I'm assuming. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. yeah. I did not. I thought for sure. I was like, they're gonna. they're he's gonna come in in the third act and still be alive, just absolutely decimated after how many times that man has been stabbed. But he will be there, and then like. When they, they wheel him out with like the, the the coroner's jacket, you know, like no, seriously. I know. I that well really and got that's
2: me. why that's why I think they made his his killing particularly brutal too. To make it so clear. Like He is not there, coming is, back. there is no like you we watched his guts fall out, like Yeah. I think they were trying to... to send the message, like, don't get your hopes up. He's gone.
0: I haven't looked into this, so I could be wrong. I have to imagine part of that had to have been David Arquette, like, I'm done. Right? Did... Like, I it, it couldn't have been an easy off the bat decision, like, this one, this is when we kill Dewey. I,
1: no. Maybe he did. That was like, uh was it Harrison Ford coming back to play Han Solo. He's like, I'll come back if you kill me. If you kill me, I'll yeah, do yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe it was one of those things. Well, yeah. I wonder,
2: too, because I was thinking about, like, and I don't know, this is just, again, these are, I don't know if this is anything. As I was watching, and I was watching uh, Courtney Cox and David Arquette interacting, because, like, they're not together anymore, right? No. Right. The, like, the actors? I don't think so. And right. I was thinking that, that was all, that must have all been rough to play out, right? Like, because it's sort of this, like, I miss you, but also like things fell apart for a reason and I want you to be happy, but I still, my life has never been the same since you're gone. I don't know. It just, I found it all particularly heart-wrenching like to watch. Um, And the scene was shot almost like edging into this sort of like David Lynch mellow drama. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) overwrought, dramatic, hyper emotional thing. And it really got me. That scene actually, like them them sort of talking about their lost relationship and then he dies and she says she lost her best friend. That all really just like, oh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that was tough to revisit for them.
1: Yeah.
0: It also made me feel like the scene where they go and convince Dewey to help them. Because, oh, okay, the plot of this scream, much like all the other screams, is it's in the same city. What is that city mm-hmm. called? Woodsboro. Woodsboro woods bro it's in the same one with all the other ones except now there's another ghost face that's killing teens that are related to people that were part of the first scream killings stab killings whatever ghost face killings um so <laughs> the two main characters are sisters and one of them almost is drew barrymore you know yeah uh the almost is the kill. one that gets killed right in the opening Um, but survives, and then the other one is her sister is the daughter of Billy Loomis, doesn't know that's her dad, but then you know, finds out it's her secret dad. Um, When they go, the two sisters go and try to get is it sisters, or is it, no, it's the sister and her boyfriend from Mm -hmm. college, go and try to get Dewey to help, and they're convincing him to help, and it takes so much, like, talking him into it, and he says he's not gonna do it, and as I was watching that, after I finished and saw that he died, I was like, is that just how they got him to do it is that like a replication of them coming to him again like we gotta ask one more time David <laughs> we got one more movie <laughs> please please we promise we'll kill you <laughs> we promise this will be it will really kill you this time
2: um,
0: I, like. I like
2: the uh, I was wondering how they were gonna explain in the opening scene the, the Drew Barrymore like scene uh, how are we going to explain this landline like yep it's 2022. Why does she have a landline? What's it about? And it's not explained. It's just referenced. Someone's calling on my landline. And I'm still going, We, you got to give me some. <laughs> give me a reason. Why is there a landline? And then I think it does. Pre- There's this like strange conundrum that it adds where like people have cell phones, but they're on landlines, but they still have cell phones. I don't know. I thought well, that but was the a cell weird phone
0: was being used too to text a friend yeah. and she was getting videos on her phone of her friend. Well, yeah, and doesn't she say when it's ringing like why do we even still have a landline? <laughs> is that what she says or something like that like why ref- is the landline ringing? She references the land well, and her friend thinks it might be
2: like a guy. and then I'm thinking yeah. like there's no way a guy's calling her on the landline on like, the home phone. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That, that, I mean, it's throwback. I understand. It's homage. But but I thought the presence of the landline was
1: funny. It, it is interesting that I feel like one thing that this movie did not do as much as the older Scream movies always did was because that initial setup for Scream that the new thing it did was the killer spoke and it was over the phone. Like that was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, but it... The phone, which had kind of become a thing that was a way of reaching out and getting si- getting help, now was weaponized against the victims. Um, and then in each subsequent movie, there was always sort of a comment on how technology had changed and how the killer had to work around that. You know, like uh, the uh, colour ID in the second Scream that you know Sydney uses to see that she's being pranked called by just random people. Like they always, mm-hmm. or like a, I think there was the the third and the fourth. They both included like video aspects, you know, like so there's always yeah. like the killer is keeping up with technology and using it against the victims. And this one mm-hmm. just dropped that. Like it just kind of like it's not we are just going classic here. They call on the phone, they use a, a voice cloner and they clone phones and that's that's it. Which I don't know. Like I don't know what you would have done. Like I don't I don't want to see Ghostface doing TikTok dances to like scare people, but maybe I do. <laughs>
0: well yeah
2: snapchats i I don't don't know why you do that
1: exactly
0: i got excited because i thought the same thing when they use the the security system for the Mm -hmm. home that he's like turning off as soon as Mm -hmm. she turns it on from his phone and you know she is her iphone turning it on i was like oh okay they're using an iphone from the get-go in addition to this landline what are they going to do with all this 2022 technology and screen no Because I think it had been a while since they'd done a Scream movie, yeah. right? Like, it'd been a lot of technology advancements ago. 2011? Is that
1: the one with uh, yeah. the... Yeah. Oh, gosh. Emma Emma Roberts, was she in that one?
0: I don't even yes. remember.
2: They all get there fuzzy was a four. the first three.
0: Yeah. Oh, and then there was the series. Yes. But I guess that was separate.
1: Yeah, the I, series, I is, not, it does not relate to the Woodsboro murders. It's yeah. just uh, people using the... The scream imagery. It's a
0: little Halloweeny, yes. yeah. Um, yeah, not not a lot of that modern technology being used, but all of the modern internet discourse lingo culture is like the whole basis for the killings, because well, isn't, isn't their whole thing like. We're real stab fans, you know, scream fans, and we aren't satisfied with all these sequels. So we're going to bring it back to its roots and make a movie that the fans will love. This is for the fans. Right.
2: it Yeah, and I think that that helps explain... I, I think that you could use that to justify like the lack of new technology. Because you have mm. two people who are obsessed with the original and trying to like remake that feel of the original. Mm. Because they're obsessed movie fans. I don't know what they're trying to... I mean... When they say that they were radicalized by whatever <laughs> subreddits, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they met, yeah. right? Yeah. That yeah, they met on a subreddit and then they were radicalized by. Isn't that how she
1: puts it? She, yeah, she, radicalized she does. her. Well, that that's a consistent theme because you had like yeah, um, oh gosh, in two, it was a, a Billy Loomis's mom had the college-aged kid that she met in a serial killer forum, so that's, that's where, right and on. then. The whole f- story comes back in three where the the brother, the secret brother, explains that he kind of urged Billy Loomis on to like begin the whole killing thing with like an internet connection of some kind. So the internet's to blame for all of this, really.
2: <laughs> it really is. I love the idea that all of this is just like this huge argument against any technology. Not just modern, because like the landlines are to blame too. <laughs> it's all bad. No. Don't don't communicate.
1: <laughs> just
0: st- i it felt like to me a little bit of not a serious like attack but like a funny attack on people my age like my generation of people that discovered scream mm-hmm. and were like oh my gosh this is the the golden standard of horror i love billy loomis like i'm in love with you know all the people in scream and it's such a great like uh, you know what i mean like the people that kind of romanticize like serial killer stories mm-hmm. is,
2: um wait is that that's a thing what it, like in your generation
0: yeah. I mean, with Scream,
2: like, specifically, did Scream, like, do that? I with- think
0: Scream is closer to people probably my age and a little bit older that either would have had a closer exposure to the original one or had mm-hmm. older siblings that would have been around at the time of the original one. Because, um, I mean, it came out in the 90s, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like people even just a couple of years younger than me, you know, in their teens may not have uh been as exposed to the original one as I know I was aware of it when I was younger. But, um I mean, just not even just with Scream, but with true crime or horror or whatever in general. um, It it seems more and more popular for young women, especially on the Internet, to be like all about that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. And I I do like that (laughs) that there was a a young female killer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's nice.
0: Is that empowering? I'll, I don't know. Well, I, okay. I don't know how old these people are supposed to be. Um, I, I will say at least they look like they were probably teenagers when in the mm-hmm. original one. They definitely do not look like teenagers in any way, shape, no, or form. Um, but the the main... Well, not the main girl. The female killer. The girl. To me, I thought was supposed to be the same age as the the younger sister who's like yeah, yeah. 16 or 17 not 18 right
2: i she's not 18 is she i
0: don't i don't think i don't she's know she's in high say. school she's I in mean, high school so i guess i assume she was 16 or 17 but the guy that she is in love with that is the other killer is fake dating her older sister mm-hmm. who is several years out of high school and has moved away in like her early 20s did that not feel weird to anyone else that it was like the 16 17 year old girl who's been radicalized uh through reddit and is now dating like a 22 or 23 year old guy it
2: i mean i don't know that it, okay i think it's probably um realistic
1: <laughs> I, I mean they they murder people so i don't think that the the most disturbing part about the relationship
0: well, is, okay. is H- no, <laughs> well, i don't think yes i think that these are not part. great people for that reason i was wondering if that was supposed to be like part of it you know, like, the, is that intentional so older? to show this weird, like, power dynamic thing between them that you would think he's the one in control and calling all the shots? But
2: this is this is maybe the only thing that sort not. of like um, bothered me about it. I think when I because like something it, it got in me and like bothered me a little. And I think part of it is is that dynamic. And I feel like could that happen? Yeah. So I guess that's not like far fetched to show. But is that the kind of thing you want to think about when you're engaging with like a slasher flick. You know what I mean? I guess that's like why it is that the me? kind is of thing Scream, I want to think
0: about? No. Yes. I didn't think Scream ever was one to speak to like real uncomfortable issues, you know what I mean? Like it's always been a little bit silly as opposed to some other horror movies. So I guess that's what struck me about it. Was that seemed like it was like, oh, hold on. Scream you're a horror movie, but I'm supposed to be able to casually enjoy you.
1: Well, I mean they kinda kept it vague maybe for a reason then, because you couldn't That's pin true. down anybody's mm-hmm. age. Uh, That's true. I don't the older sister she moved away, so when she was eighteen, so she's older and than I eighteen, but we don't know how much.
0: Thir- the younger one was thirteen when she moved away? I think I f- she said something about I was thirteen and you left or something like that.
1: Well, apart. but
2: it's been it's been five yeah. years though. So, so she could theoretically be 18. Mm. That's, true. that's true. And then, and then, and then if Her the friend, friend is 18, I be... then
1: I guess, I don't know why we're justifying no, this, but I guess... I, just, I think, I think no. that it was not, I don't think it was intentional to include that, like, and then this is real creepy, huh? Like, no. We're, it's
0: yeah. Just, I, I it, guess that's why it got my attention was because it felt like something I could not pay attention to, but I don't know if that was their intention with it.
2: I, I think that it's just, um, I for whatever reason, and this again, this could be just me, so I don't wanna like say this is this is the way things are. This might just be me because I'm older now, because I'm a parent. I don't know. But for whatever reason, I think that like a lot of a lot of this a lot of using teenagers and kids in these sorts of films, it has a different feel to me now mm-hmm. than when I watched Scream when I was younger or than when I used to watch like I mean, all of the movies where teenagers engage in, quote-unquote, bad behavior and get killed by serial killers. You know what I mean? Like, it always was sort of like this, oh, no, ooh, bloody gory kind of thing. And now I watch this, and I found it a little bit, like, sad and a little upsetting. And I don't know why. And I don't know if it was just because of where I am in my life that, that it bothers me more. It might just be that.
1: Well, I feel like, I mean, it's just the unfortunate truth of the world. It's where everything feels a little bit, it, it's not as, as removed fantasy as it used to be. I mean, one, I do think that there's a certain choice in choosing actors that look the age they're supposed to be, younger actors. Mm-hmm. I, that Like, the Scream show does that. The actors look very mm-hmm. young on the Scream TV show, and I found that kind of disturbing because you're watching people that look believably 16, 17 years old. In horribly violent situations, so that kind of brings it closer to reality. And then the other thing is, I mean, we just unfortunately live in an age where, you know, when Scream three came out, the idea of or Scream two of like a serial killer form on the internet and finding people to like be your murder buddy that seemed a little far fetched. And now I think we're just so aware of like, yeah, like (laughs) kids being radicalized on the internet. It's a joke. It's a throwaway line in the movie, but it's a real thing. And like, that's mm-hmm. it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a little closer to home than it ever was before.
0: That's a good point.
2: Uh, she says at one point, or he said, wh- one of the two killers, when they're monologuing about, like, how bad the movies were and how, like, the last one was just this reboot where they wanted to do social commentary and all this kind of stuff, um, which I think is intentional, right? Because, like, this is also that. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. yeah. And they are... I guess doing social commentary, but I think that's, I think there's a danger in when you're like, we're gonna, we're going to reference the situations in the world, but you don't really have anything to say about them because you don't want to alienate anyone. And you don't want to take too hard a stance on anything because you want to make a movie that everybody can watch. So instead of, like, making a statement about anything, you just sort of acknowledge its existence. And that, I, I, I never think that that's very successful. And, like, a lot of movies and t- TV shows will do that where they're just like, you know, like, this thing and then move on. And it's like, now what? <laughs> like, yes, like that yeah. thing. What do you want to say about it?
1: I mean, that, that's true because they almost get there when, like, towards the end when Gail Weathers said, if I'd never written that book, none of this would have happened. And then Sydney's quick to be like, no, like, that's not true. But it's like, well, no, but the whole the mm-hmm. consistent story in Scream is, I mean, past, I mean, actually, even in the first one, kids committing murders so they can have fame, because then they know there will be movies and books produced from their stories. And that it, it, that is their way of, of seeking fame and immortality. And that is driven by people like Gail Weathers, who write the books. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know yeah. I don't know what the takeaway... I mean, they don't want to lean too hard on that because, you know...
2: Well, I, I don't think they want to lean too hard on that because at some point, if the characters learn these lessons, they have to stop.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then there's which, no more movies.
1: Which I guess, you know, there at the end, Gail's like, no, I'm not going to write this story. I'm going to write a story about a good man who helped people.
0: Oh. <laughs> which is very sweet. sweet. Um, I enjoyed... I, I figure you all did, too, that the one i noticed right away you can ask mom and dad i will i owe mom credit mom called that that one guy was one of the killers pretty early on um when they're in the hospital and he comes and attacks them and all that guy gets is like a cut on the arm Mm -hmm. mom was like oh he's one of them he would have been killed if he wasn't one of them mom did call that early on um but i noticed that was the house from the first one When they went in for that party at the end. Because it's set up exactly the same. I mean the kitchen is the same where like the ending happens. And the party where they're all crowded around the TV watching the movie. Like all of it's the same. Um, But I loved that at the end instead it's uh, Gail Weathers and Sydney That take down the the teens. The youths. (laughs) In a very violent way. But um, it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always just them. Like usually you get like the new young girl or whatever brought in that like, you know, saves the day. And she did help do that, but also like the two of them together did a lot of the the, the work there at the end too. Yeah.
1: Well and that's really... I mean the the interaction and the dialogue with the, the older cast members was really so enjoyable. That that moment where the the, the girl killer comes running out and is feigning like to be afraid, mm-hmm. and and they look at each other and like, is that is that fake or is that real? And they're like, ah, it looks fake. <laughs> and then she starts shooting yeah. at them. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so good. Like, my favorite evolution of a character is Sydney Prescott from like just mm-hmm. you know Final Girl, like scrappy, but like you know just constantly in a state of terror to like old mom Sydney Prescott, who is like <laughs> just so over it and just ready to like she will murder whoever she needs to murder. Mm-hmm. To, to get this done with and quickly because her kids need to be fed. Like, I, I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick, shoot that one in the head. <laughs>
1: yeah. She's just so over I, it.
0: <laughs> I will say I am surprised that they already have decided on a, doing another one because the ending of this and all of this felt, I know it always feels final and it always feels like an end, but all, I mean, all of it felt like this is the actual end this time. Um, but I saw that, that, nev campbell is not returning for the next one
2: it's interesting because you i mean i can see where an an actor would just be like
0: i'm just like this they weren't going to pay her what Mm -hmm. she thought was fair so i don't i don't see more details beyond that like what she was getting paid compared to others or previous movies but i know there was some payment issues that sucks but yeah yeah
2: well, I'm just glad. I hope that they don't try to retroactively kill her. I know. Because I think oh, it's yeah. nice to see a movie franchise where, like, you don't have to kill somebody off. Like, you could just imagine that they're done with this and they're off. And
0: you know, I think it would be pretty easy to believe that Sydney would be done with this. Yeah. Sydney's done with this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sydney is done is with Sydney this. Is done with this? Sydney's done with this. No, but I. I I certainly hope they're going to do something. That last scene where t- Tara is the little one and Sarah
1: is the older one. They're Tara and Sarah? Is
0: that really their names? Am That's I, not am, right. I'm not confused? Pay attention. What's the older one's I name? I feel like I would have remembered if their names were two. The Tara little one's Sarah. name is Tara,
2: right? The younger sister.
0: E- e- yeah. E- yes. Am I making yes. all this up? Sam. I, Tara
2: and Sam. Yeah, Okay. Well close. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Sydney's over it. Sydney,
0: (laughs) not all siblings' names rhyme. (laughs) Sam,
2: that last scene where she looks at her reflection in the car and sees Billy Loomis standing next to her and she smiles. That cannot be where we are there is no way we're supposed to read into that like my dad's proud of me. I feel good. (laughs) And like moving on, you know, it has to be a premise. It kind of felt like that though. Right. But no, it has to be like this ominous, you know, what the future will hold.
1: See, I I was conflicted on that because I agree with you. That has to be the setup moving forward. Like I don't know what you could use with the old like lore at this point, but also with how it's shot and how they present his character. It kind of felt like a weird redemption arc. For Billy Loomis. Like and, and in that case, maybe just knowing how much the, the, the young the teens crush on Billy Loomis, did they just give the kids what they want? It's like a sexy joker maybe. moment. You know what, this is a psychopath, but you kids like him, so we're gonna make him hot. Like it's just that. <laughs> I
0: don't know. And now I we're think just... the youths finally discovered him. <laughs> now the,
2: and the next movie is just gonna go full Dexter. You're gonna have Sam as the main character who really wants to murder people. And she's going to be haunted by the ghost of Billy Loomis, who is on the show and appears constantly. Yes, Mm -hmm. her dark passenger, Billy Loomis, (laughs) Steve Ulrich, who tells her to murder people. And she has to, like, try to find a way to work. So I guess she'll murder bad people. I don't know. And it'll just be Dexter again.
1: I just want. Oh, go ahead.
0: No go ahead well, go I want to say
1: I just is there can Stu have a child a secret kid out there I was say, and they can team right? up and they each have their dad as their dark passenger because I I was very much missing Matthew Lillard in this whole situation.
2: I agree. I want Matthew Lillard. I mean, I All Rich is very dreamy, but I yes. want Matthew
0: Lillard in there. Everyone forgot about him. Like, he was a killer, too. I know. He was He was right there. Was th- I Can't give Billy Loomis all the credit. First
1: there. bits I of the movie, they couldn't remember who the other killer was. I'm yeah. like, Stu!
2: I suspected somebody related to him at first. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. because of that moment. Like, oh, everybody forgets him. And this is, like, mm-hmm. his kid or some, what could be his kid. I don't know, somebody <laughs> who's, like, out for revenge. But, no
0: yeah well wow. thank you all for watching this with me I, I do I am guilty of being a part of the Gen Z uh, group that is just a big big fan of the Scream movies um, I, I so love I, the I really Scream movies it. So I, I, just, I, was I like horror it. movies and I like ones that I can watch anytime without being worried about like whether or not I'll be able to sleep at night and I never watch a Scream movie and, and then I'm like ooh I'm scared yeah <laughs>
2: No, I, thank you for, I, I wanted to watch it anyway, so I was glad for the opportunity.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, what's next, Sydney?
2: Uh, so for a complete departure um, <laughs> slasher movies, uh, I want you all to listen to Carole King, please. Okay. Um, specifically right. the album Tapestry, because it was the first, <laughs> the first album I bought.
0: What about Beautiful, the Carole King musical?
2: Uh, I mean, a lot of the songs are like from Tapestry. I think are in it, at least from I'll the bits and end pieces up I've seen.
0: Listening to it as well, but
2: you will you will recognize if you listen to Tapestry, you'll recognize a ton of songs from it. Yeah. I guarantee. So,
0: well, all right.
2: I
1: think that's a good early fall album too. You know. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, everybody can vibe on Carol King, and um, in the meantime, check out the new Scream, which is just called Scream. So look for Scream twenty twenty two.
0: I th- the internet keeps calling it Scream 5 when you look it up on Google mm-hmm. because it is the fifth one, but it's just Scream. It's on Paramount Plus.
1: Yes. Oh. oh, was it? Oh, man, I paid for it.
0: Oh, I oh I it's don't. on one of the streaming service things. I think Paramount Plus. I watched I it remember. a while ago, but I think that's right. Um, um, I'll well, listen to Carol King while I eat all this ice cream.
2: Well, have fun. Have a happy birthday. Thank you, uh, listeners. If it's your birthday, you can have a happy one too. It's you know, we'll, we'll share, I guess. Sure. Uh,
1: Sydney's not going to send you ice cream, though.
2: No, I'm sorry. That's all here. I don't have your address, and it'd be really weird to ask, especially in light of dis- <laughs> discussing the scream movie. Yeah.
1: I just want to send you some ice cream.
2: That's all. <laughs> um, thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to maximumfun.org and check out all the great shows there. Uh, you can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. Uh thank you for everybody who told us about Sherbet Punch. I'm glad to know that everyone all yes. across the United States is enjoying it. Um, cool. and thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby
0: Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy.
1: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
0: I am Still Buffering.
1: And, and I, I am, am too. Which ice cream are in first?
0: All of them. Oh. Just put Scooby Beach and one of these cones in this box. <laughs> You've got the cones. I've got the cones. Don't forget about the cones.
2: Couldn't. It's all about the cones. Hey there,
0: it's Annabelle Gerwich.
2: And I'm Lara House. We host Tiny Victories, the 15-minute podcast that's about the little things. Getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. Isn't it a wonderful day when the first password you try actually works? When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big, dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's
0: Let's get get tiny! tiny.
2: MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.